At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Great Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. Peaking in March is what it's all about, and we're going to be looking to do that right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Esports Bank Network. We've got three absolutely tremendous hours for you, as we don't have any football that's being played right now, but a lot of people that play football got paid tonight, so hopefully we can return the favor and pay you with the sports that are going on, and make you guys a nice bankroll going into the NFL season, as there's lots of ways to be able to do it. College basketball... The NBA, obviously, we've got some World Baseball Classic going on. List goes on and on. We're going to try to hit as many sports as humanly possible as in about 15 minutes, we're talking about the SEC Conference Tournament and so much more with Mark Zeno. He does great work over at PicksWise. We might be diving into a little bit of the NFL offseason as well, but certainly going to be hitting upon the SEC Tournament with him in our number one. and our number two, we are certainly going to be diving into what we all saw in the NFL on Wednesday, and just what we've been getting this offseason, the NFL draft, and so much more with Ryan Kramer. He does a great job over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I know that he, much like myself, likes some college basketball as well, so we'll see if he's got any picks for any of these conference tournaments and or the games that are going to be going down on Wednesday. And then we've got some Oscars talk as well as those awards are going to be handed out within the next few days, and one of our very own, Brian Ortega. He hosts the show that preludes myself with Wes Reynolds along with Matt Humans V-SIN tonight. So he is going to be on in about two and a half hours. So he's pulling double duty tonight. He is going to be on with Tom Cunningham, who does 
Great work over at runyourpool.org. So we have got it all going on on the Greg Peterson Experience tonight. And we've got it all going on when it comes to college basketball. And right now, what has been a little bit of a theme that I've been noticing recently in college basketball is teams that maybe had a little bit of a slow start to the year being able to finish strong. And we saw one of those teams come to the forefront on Tuesday. WCC final, the lone team that was ranked that was playing on Tuesday was Gonzaga. And not only did they win the game against St. Mary's, they did so in very convincing fashion. They were able to get a 25-26 point win. 77-51 was the final in this one. And for Gonzaga, all of a sudden, they're starting to play a modicum of defense, which is something that is very much needed. And I do think that that is going to be a very interesting aspect in this year's NCAA tournament. Now, Gonzaga is not going to be one of those teams that is going to be like a mid-seed team. Gonzaga probably going to be somewhere in the 2-3 to three line, not the one seed that we've seen out of them the last few seasons. But certainly they're going to be a highly-seeded team. And this Gonzaga bunch has been one of the best offenses in all of college basketball all season long. The lone question that we've had with them is, are they able to guard a soul? And they were certainly able to do so against a pretty solid St. Mary's team. I can't say that I think that St. Mary's is going to be making some sort of Final Four run or anything like that. I don't think that this is the year for that. But I do think that with being able to knock off St. Mary's in the fashion that they did, that that was relatively impressive. And you just take a look at this Gonzaga team and, I recognize that the record isn't quite what it has been in past years. They certainly have taken some slip-ups, but at the same time, this it's not like Gonzaga has put together the world's worst year. They've already knocked off Xavier on a neutral floor, which we have found out that Xavier is a pretty good team. They lose that game to Baylor that they were in full control of. Nolan Hickman just unfortunately lost that team the game very late. The loss against Texas was a little bit less than savory, but... I mean, you take a look at them being able to knock off St. Mary's twice, the loss that they took to them. That was a game that went to overtime that they have full control of. They went to the state of Alabama, knocked off Alabama by 10. That win has looked better and better until about two or so weeks ago. But that's a team to be able to take note of. And one of the other teams that they knocked off, Kentucky. Another very interesting case study. Imagine you are a one seed. You have battled all season long in a year where there has been no consistency whatsoever to be able to put yourself in position. You have probably had to go through a gauntlet of a conference slate. You've had to get the job done time and time again. And your reward is the reigning national player of the year in Oscar Sheboy in some sort of a 8-9 matchup. That could be a reality this season. And I do think that this is very important to gauge. When it comes to all sports, sometimes we do hold on to sort of our initial thoughts a little bit too much. Sometimes we're a little bit too hesitant to move off of them. And sometimes maybe we bury them a little bit too much as well. Because sometimes when it comes to the NCAA tournament, teams that underachieve during the regular season, but they start to peak late. Those are the teams that you want to take a look at. And the team that I mentioned in Kentucky is always exhibit A when it comes to this. We all remember the run that they made as an eight seed all the way to the national title a few years ago. It's a Kentucky team that it always feels like the less that they do in the regular season, the more that they do in the postseason and vice versa. Like last year, they entered into the NCAA tournament as a two seed. 
I think that there were many people that maybe didn't think that Kentucky was going to win the national title, but no doubt there were not a lot of people that took St. Peter's, the old peacocks, on their bracket. Unless if you're my mom that fills out 75 brackets and then you brag about, oh, bracket number 37 and St. Peter's winning a game in the NCAA tournament. And word of advice, do not be that person. You get one bracket per scoring system because sometimes you have like your underdog brackets where you get double if you take the lower seeded team. If you do that bracket a little bit different than a little bit more of a traditional bracket, that is one thing. But do not be that person that fills out 37 brackets and says, oh, I got this upset right because I put it on bracket number 35. For the love of Pete, you get no points for doing that. So just a little bit of advice on that. But I do think that just taking a look at the way that this Kentucky team is starting to round into form, that is something to take a look at. And then you sometimes have those teams that they overachieve during the regular season, and sometimes they start to come back to the pack. Like we've seen this out of a few teams from the Big 12, like, my fear right now is that Kansas State might perhaps run out of juice a little bit too much is because they are a team that they play a little bit up-tempo. They do have not necessarily the world's biggest bench in the world, not necessarily a ton of depth. That is something to take note of as well. So it's a very interesting landscape in college basketball. And now we do know more of the teams that are going to be getting those automatic bids to the NCAA tournament. Gonzaga. They were going to be going to the NCAA tournament regardless at St. Mary's was as well. But also you saw Northern Kentucky, the Old Norse, be able to get it done. They were able to get a win over Cleveland State. They are surviving advancing to the NCAA tournament. And then a team that was very much on the bubble if they did not pull it off on Tuesday was the College of Charleston, which if they would have been left off after winning 30 games, you can make all the arguments about, Oh, no quad one wins and everything like that. Do you know how hard it is to find 68 teams to the NCAA tournament and to leave off a team that won 30 games? How big of a calamity that would have been? I mean, in this year especially where it's like, man, I mean, we're going to be putting under consideration a team like Wisconsin who's going to be in play tomorrow against Ohio State. And that team is going to get consideration, and we're going to leave off the College of Charleston, who won 30 games. And I recognize that they aren't those, and I air quotes here, quad one wins. But, I mean, these are some of the wins that they've got on their ledger. Richmond, Davidson, Virginia Tech, Colorado State. I mean, those are some relatively solid wins. You knock off a Kent State team that was legitimately one of the best teams out in the MAC. This conference itself, Hofstra, was able to rise up. They were a 24-win team. UNC Wilmington is a 24-win team. Towson is a 20-win team. So you're able to go down the list. So I do think that it is very good that they were able to put that to rest. And these are the sorts of teams that I always think are interesting as well. When it comes to filling out a bracket, when it comes to just placing bets as well, you always want to be taking a look at teams that they're a little bit different than what you typically find. And with this College of Charleston team, if you just watch them play, you could tell that it's a team that is going to be a tough matchup. The reason why some of these teams are going to take a few more losses perhaps in conference is because the teams in conference, they see this style time and time again. And I mean, Charleston didn't take a lot of losses to start with in conference. They took just two losses within their conference. But when you've got a team like a College of Charleston that's nine deep, they do a good job as a collective of being able to hit the glass. 
They've got a little bit of a funky defensive style. That is something that I think can really cause for some upset consideration and something that you always want to be taking note of. And it's very unfortunate that this team is not going to be making the NCAA tournament as well, but they certainly should be getting some sort of a postseason bid. And that'd be Merrimack. I always think that they should be called the Merrimack Merry Men instead of the Warriors. I would buy multiple jerseys if they called themselves the Merry Men. They would be getting my support on that. But they took down Fairleigh Dickinson, which that was a unique situation. It was a conference tournament final where you knew that Fairleigh Dickinson was going to be going to the NCAA tournament. I've given this 15-second rant before, and I'm going to give this 15-second rant again because it's worth pointing out. How stupid is it that the NCAA doesn't allow these teams to be able to go to the NCAA tournament because they're too new to the Division I level? Because, oh boy, heaven forbid a team come up from the Division II level and overachieve. Or in the case of St. Thomas, the Division III level. I mean, boy, that's just, in my opinion, one of the dumbest rules that you're going to find. But that's a discussion for another show on another day. But... I mean, with Merrimack, if you're taking a look at some of these smaller tournaments, that's a team that you really do want to note because they play that amoeba zone. They're actually the number one team in all of college basketball in terms of turnovers force on a per-possession basis when they're away from home, so they're very well-traveled as well. Those are the sorts of teams that I'm keeping my eye on right now, and those are going to be teams of fascination both this week and moving forward in college basketball. A man that does a great job of looking at football, college basketball, and so much more is Mark Zeno. He does amazing work at PicksWise. We're going to be talking about the SEC Conference Tournament, likely some football, and so much more next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. 
Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get everything that you need to bet the madness is here for just $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here and ready for you on every single game and every single round of the tournament. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns on all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every single tournament game from VEASAN experts like Brent Musburger and Greg Oops peterson Very strange to see those two in the same sentence. Sign up today and you get the betting guides plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament for just $19. That's at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and great to be joined by our guest, Mark Zeno, does great work over at PicksWise, taking a look at football, Taking a look at NBA, both college and pro. And Mark, it's great to have you aboard. Thank you. Greg, always great to be with you. Happy Tuesday. Uh, we're not quite at the madness yet, but boy, it's been a, a great two days as we started conference tournament play. It absolutely has been. We've gotten some tickets punched to March as well. So that's always terrific. And Mark, I know that you've joined me a few times to talk about the SEC. And I do think that the conference tournament is going to be very fascinating. Certainly, I don't think any of the teams that are playing on Wednesday are necessarily going to be winning the conference tournament, but just taking a look at the SEC tournament, what are you taking a look at? And is there maybe a futures player or two that you have in mind for this? Yeah, sure. Look, I don't know that Alabama is absolutely the lock that everybody else thinks they are. Uh, I've said across the board this year, the SEC is a lot more parody ridden than what a lot of their regular season records and conference records would have you believe. I mean, take a look at Auburn, for example. How many close games has Auburn lost this year that they could have been on the right side of? Check the last time they played Alabama in that game. Had to go into overtime. I wouldn't put my money on Alabama just because the price is so short. I'm not sure there's a ton of value, even though it is plus money. But I would look to a team like either Texas A&M or Kentucky. 
Kentucky, just because of the coach, and I think coaching matters in the SEC tournament where you're playing game after game in back-to-back days and you have to get a short prep. I think the coaching absolutely matters. But, you know, again, Texas A&M's defense to me is the thing that stands out across the board. They beat Alabama in the final game of the regular season. Granted, that was on its home court. This will be a neutral field. But you got to love the two prices you're getting for Kentucky and Texas A&M, given how close they are to the top of this league as far as a talent perspective is concerned. I mean, Tennessee would have been a great pick, but once they lost to Kai Ziegler, I, I just can't trust them anymore. You, you can't win conference tournaments and in the NCAA tournament without dominant guard playing. Their best guard is out. I still think it's a really good team. I just don't know if they have enough depth at this point in time to be able to win three or four games in three or four days uh, and go out there and win a conference tournament. So for me, it's A&M or Kentucky. I'll probably pass on everybody else. Yep, I do think that Texas A&M is playing some really good basketball as well. I think a lot of people were put off by them after that loss to Wofford in late December, but ever since then, man, I mean, to be able to win 14-plus games in a conference like the SEC, that really does say something to me. So I am right there with you. And then when it comes to the NBA, things are quite murky on this front as well. So there's a lot of teams that are dealing with injuries. There's been a lot of intrigue going on. Well, unfortunately off the court in the case of the Memphis Grizzlies as well, but certainly we do have some interesting matchups that are going to be going down for this Wednesday. And this one really catches my eye. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the Miami Heat with the Heat being between a two to two and a half point home underdog. And I don't know what it is about the Heat, but their team that I'm looking to back a little bit more on the road rather than at home. Cleveland has been able to do a pretty rock solid job all season long home and road. Donovan Mitchell has been able to provide them a little bit of a spark. Where do you stand with this game? Because it is a little bit of a interesting spot for both of these teams. Well, just from a pure statistics perspective, Miami is the worst home cover team in the NBA. They've covered exactly nine times at home this year, Greg. So they have been awful against the number at home. Now, granted, again, you look at a lot of those games, they were probably a favorite more than necessarily they were an underdog. Cleveland is one of the best spread teams in the NBA, and they have a great defense. Uh, I'd be curious to see where this total is posted. That would probably be my first look to look to the under here. But Cleveland is playing a really good brand of basketball right now, and it's hard for really me to take my eyes off them. Uh, as much as that game against Boston earlier in the week sort of you know, was one of those spots where they were laying too many points at home, especially with J- Jason Tatum out, uh, and they end up winning the game but not covering. Still, this is a spot here where I would look to the Cavaliers just because they're playing a better brand of basketball. Miami seems to be lost in the sauce. Uh, you know, they lose a game at home. Um, you know, or rather they, they win a game at home and cover against the Hawks and then they barely uh, win the second game and, and the Hawks had to blow a late lead for them to do it. So I, I just don't like Miami at home this year. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's been a Heat team that at home they have been very untrustworthy. On the road, not too bad, but that is, I think, a fascination. And you did mention the total. Any interest in it at right around 212, 212 and a half? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I wouldn't shock me at all. Miami's defense at home is even better than it is on the road. Uh, over their last two weeks, they're only averaging about giving up 99 points per game at home. So, uh, But again, this is a Cleveland offense that continues to get better the more that this team plays. Uh, I, I think it's one of those things where the under benefits Miami. If, if Miami's going to keep this game in the lead, it's not because they're able to score at the rate that Cleveland is. And oh, by the way, Cleveland's offense isn't all that great either. Um, this could be one of those games where I would look to the under may finish in, you know, the 105-99 sort of range where where both teams are barely touching the 100 number. Yeah, it's been a heat defense that has been relatively solid. The offense been leaving a little bit of something to be desired as well. And this is a interesting spot just because it's a back-to-back spot 
for the Oklahoma City Thunder. They put up 137 against a Warriors team that if you want to make money, just keep on betting against the Warriors on the road because, I mean, that's been one of the most profitable bets that you're making all of sports right now. But that said, now Oklahoma City, after being able to pull off that nice win, they have to head down to Phoenix. They're going to be playing against the Suns. And right now at DraftKings, I'm seeing this number at 12 and a half. No doubt about it. The back-to-back spot that is built in with this line. How do you take a look at this one? Because with the Thunder, I do think that it could be a little bit of a letdown spot. I start to think that 12 and a half is getting a little bit lofty, though. Yeah, it feels way too lofty. Now, again, this Suns offense has gotten a little bit better each game with Kevin Durant in the lineup, right? 105 against Charlotte, 125 against uh, Chicago, and now 130 against Dallas uh, the other night. So, look, and, and they're on two days rest coming into this game. Both these teams, uh, I'm sorry, the Suns are with the, with the Thunder playing last night, so they have a huge rest advantage here. But again, 12 and a half just seems a little too high, especially for uh, a game that, you know, with a feet with an Oklahoma City team that could score. Now, you have to worry about Shea Gildas Alexander and if he's going to play. Uh, I think that's really the, the, the question mark. You got You're going to have to wait till close to game time to get these numbers. You could try to get out in front of it uh, and hope that, uh, you know, he plays. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see it, it, it. That's the other part that's making it really tough. If Gildas Alexander is playing, I'd love to take the 12 because He's, he's the engine that makes that offense go, but you, you're certainly just going to have to wait until we get closer to the tip. Yeah, with Shea Gildress-Alexander averaging right around 30 points per game this year, he has really been incredible for this team, and this is a team that has been incredible with their inconsistency. The LA Clippers, they're going to be playing host to the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors team that I thought at the deadline they were going to be sellers. I mean, the Raptors have been playing a little bit better here down the stretch, but certainly has been a fascinating team to take a look at as well. Line in most spots, I'm seeing it at a three and a half with the Clippers laying it, seeing one or two straight fours out there. Any sort of a read on this game? Because the Clippers, they've been one of the hardest teams for me to read all season long. Well, I mean, they finally won a game with Russell Westbrook, right? Like that's the, you know, stop traffic kind of deal. Um, and that said, I don't know that the Clippers won the game against Memphis more of the fact that they figured something out or more of the fact that Memphis is a complete mess right now with everything that's going on off the court. Uh, the, the Raptors are always a tough team to play. They, they are always very competitive. Heck, they probably should have won that game against Denver the other night if it wasn't some questionable officiating along the way. Uh, but, you know, again, with the, with the Clippers, they are a, a just a weird team right now. I know their offense is scoring at a really high pace. That's something that will favor them. How much can Toronto's defense keep them in check really is what it boils down to. It's a short enough number for me to back the Clippers. I won't say right now that I have a ton of confidence to do it, given what we've seen from them. But, you know, my lean right now would be the Clippers. And what do you make out of this Memphis ordeal? Because I did feel like I needed to see the game against the L.A. Lakers before really gauging them. And as we're doing this, there's about two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Memphis is down by six. And this just reads as a team that for as long as John Morant is out of the fold, they really need to hang their hat on defense for the time being just because missing that good takeover score on John Morant, that really hurts the offense. Yeah, look, and Memphis is another team with terrible home road splits, right? They're fantastic at home. They're just bad on the road. They've been bad on the road all year long, even before they got into all this off-the-court trouble. So they're a hard team to trust on the road at this point in time. Um, I think when John Morant gets back, you'll take his first game. I would wait. Like, and just let, let's see where he is mentally and physically with everything. Does this sort of stuff off the court refocus him on the court? Does it make him a little bit sharper? Does it give him a little extra level of determination to go out and prove to everybody that, hey, 
you know, this stuff happened, but it's not going to affect my game. I'm going to put the team on my back and carry him. I would probably just sit out the first game that he plays back and wait and see how things unfold before I like the back this again. Yep, I don't blame you. It's certainly a situation we don't see at all in the NBA, and the fact that we don't see it very often is a very good thing because not great what's happening right now, but always great to have Mark Zinno of Pitswise aboard. And coming next, we're going to take a look at the NFL. Lots happen off the field the last 48 hours. We're going to get his thoughts next on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bay Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zigney Nicotine Pouches, which is the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or they don't provide the satisfaction that you are looking for, but Zin Nicotine Pouches might surprise you because Zin is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zin online or find a store that is nearest you at Zin.com. That is EYN.com today. And a warning that this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is an addictive chemical. We are back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. And always great to have Mark Zinno aboard. Does great work over at PicksWise. Take a look at the NBA, college basketball, NFL, so much more. And I know that during the college football season, he does a great job on that front as well. And Mark... We've seen a lot happen in the NFL over the last 48 or so hours. And the biggest change for any team, because we saw a lot of guys get tagged, but the biggest change itself, Derek Carr, he signs with the New Orleans Saints. No doubt about it, an upgrade from what they had last year. They were trotting out their Andy Dalton throughout much of the season. I think the big question is, how much of an upgrade is this for the New Orleans Saints? And what do you expect out of him? Because with the Saints, they badly needed a quarterback. I think that they provide him with some good weapons, but... I just am a little bit juries out on what he's going to be able to bring to the Saints. Well, what I think he brings is the measure of stability at the position that they haven't had since Drew Brees left. And automatically, he's the best quarterback in that division. And by all accounts, none of the other three teams are going to change the current quarterback situation that they have. I mean, you know, there's a guy out there now that's available. And two of the teams that would have the cap room to go get him and sign him uh, are not interested. And so Derek Carr is going to walk into the NFL season being by far and away the best quarterback in the NFC South. Uh, and the Saints are going to be the odds-on favorite to win that division because he is the best quarterback. And they probably have the best defense in that division from top to bottom. So Derek Carr is going to look a little bit different from a production standpoint because he doesn't have to do everything himself. He can, he, he can throw the ball away on third down, punt and live to play for another down because his defense is going to stop somebody. You know, he doesn't have to do all the things he was asked to do with the Raiders in order to make the team be able to win games. And so, you know, when you can throw less and you can throw shorter passes and you can, you can take more uh, conservative attempts, your numbers are going to take a dip. But your team is going to be a whole lot better when you take care of the football and you play field position and you're able to turn, you know, every drive into points, whether that's three or seven. And I think that's the only thing Derek Carr is going to be charged with this year. Don't turn the ball over and just get some points on any, every given drive. Our defense will take care of the rest. Absolutely, and right now with the New Orleans Saints, we're seeing them at a plus 140 to be able to win the division. Do you think that that's relatively right, or do you think that that price is a little bit too short, or maybe it's just 
a little bit too lofty as well because I do think that it's an interesting division with a Falcons team that showed a lot of heart, but at the same time, I would not be feeling good about trying to bank on a team to win a division with Desmond Ritter as your starting quarterback. I mean, I would tell you jump on the plus money now for the Saints because it might not be there long. I, I mean, I genuinely feel that way, that once we get through free agency and, and the dust settles, guess what? You may find out that after the free agency and the draft that the Saints are going to be, you know, minus 125 or in that range. So I would jump on the Saints with the plus money. I don't think it's going to last too much longer. Yeah, I don't blame you there. I do think that the Saints are the clear team to be able to win the division and with Derek Carr. Is he going to be able to put up 5,000 yards? I think that that would be something that would be a little bit too lofty, but no doubt about it. He is better than the other guys that we're seeing in this division now that Tom Brady has retired. And the other big piece of news that we saw with regards to quarterbacks is that well, we've got a pair of guys that are going to be staying put with Lamar Jackson signing the franchise tag with the Baltimore Ravens and Danny Dimes. He is going to be staying with the New York Giants as well. But in terms of both of these teams, it's not really a change. But how do you take a look at the two situations? We'll start with Baltimore first, because with the Ravens, I honestly felt like with Lamar Jackson out there, they were one of the best teams in the NFL last season. They had a tough time closing, but in every single game that Lamar Jackson started, they had a fourth quarter lead, and I do think that if the Ravens could provide them with just anything whatsoever, this is a Ravens team that could really be able to make some noise out there in the AFC. Well, I think both of these are a tale of simply saying, the Ravens simply saying, you know, hey, Lamar, uh, you can go negotiate whatever you want because you're negotiating against ghosts. And the New York Giants said, we're only negotiating against ourselves, and we're going to outbid ourselves by about $10 million a year. Like, that's literally the way this whole thing went down. It's pretty clear at this point that the Ravens feel very secure in the idea that no one is going to give Lamar Jackson a guaranteed contract and that they don't have to worry about matching the guaranteed contract because guess what? It's not going to be there. The NFL owners have drawn a pretty hard line stance in the sand. I mean, when was the last time you saw a free agent hit the market and team a team, let's just say one team, make an announcement saying, quote, we're not interested in this guy. That happened five times today by five different teams in the NFL saying we're not interested. They're openly telling you we are not interested in X player. That almost never happens, period, with any free agent, let alone five times against the most important position. Like everybody theoretically should be interested in Lamar Jackson because he's a franchise franchise changing quarterback. Um, and, and so it's it's crazy that that no one is really going to step up to bid for his services, because guess what? NFL owners are just basically telling you. We're not playing this guaranteed contract game. So unless Lamar is going to bring his asking price down, well, then the Ravens can let him negotiate with whatever they want because there's no one to negotiate with. The New York Giants turned around and said, okay, well, we're going to negotiate against ourselves because in reality, who the hell else was giving Daniel Jones $40 million a year? T tell me if the Giants didn't franchise him and let him hit free agency, what other team is stepping up to the plate going, Daniel Jones is our $40 million man? Daniel Jones is worth $3 million less a year than Josh Allen and $6 million less a year than Patrick Mahomes. Like, this is insane. And I'm a Giants fan, you know, and this isn't about me. This isn't about whether you like Daniel Jones or not, whether you think he's good or not. This is simply about economics and the market. There was not a market out there that said somebody else was going to pay Daniel Jones $40 million a year. Now, could the Giants structure this thing? And I don't know exactly what the structure looks like where it's, two years of guaranteed money and the rest of it's funny money that they can get out from underneath. That may be the case. I'll have, we'll have to see the numbers when they come out, but 
you know, the Giants were bidding against themselves for Daniel Jones services. And how much of this is just a byproduct of what Brian Dable has been able to do? Because I do think that it is fair to mention that Daniel Jones has had to learn a lot of new systems. He's been dealing with a lot of quarter. He's been dealing with a lot of coaches, but at the same time, giving up $40 million for a guy that had 15 touchdowns. And I recognize that when you took a look at the final month of the season, it was better than the rest of the year. And he was getting better as the season went along. But how much do you think it's just banking on upside a little bit too much? Because that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. And again, maybe it's, you know, the fact that he can do it with his legs and he, he is a dual threat quarterback and what, what the giants offensively are running, he's a great fit for, but uh, again, it all still boils down to the same question, Greg, if the giants offered $33 million a year, is Daniel Jones saying, no, we're going to go hit the open market and see if someone's going to pay us 35 to 40. I just don't know that there was that sort of market out there to develop for Daniel Jones. But apparently the Giants felt secure in this. I mean, what's also mind-boggling is they just got out from one of the worst contracts in NFL history that they gave to Kenny, Kenny Galladay. Oh, God. Now they're getting back into, I don't want to call it a prohibitive contract, because, again, I haven't seen the breakdown of the numbers yet. But, man, this just feels like way over market value for the guy. Well, if he attempts like 10 passes this year, he's already worth more than Kenny Galladay. So the bar's been set as low as it gets. It's bad. That was not too terrific. But... Yeah, I'm right there with you. I do think that it's a little bit of an overplay at the very least. It probably won't be going down quite as badly as that one. And Mark, I know that we were talking a little bit off air. We talked a little college basketball in the first segment, and there is a play that you do like for Wednesday as well that I think is worth bringing up. It's out there in the ACC tournament, Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh, with Pittsburgh being a seven-point favorite. Total on this game is 143.5, and I think we're going to be on the same side of this one. Take me through why you do like Pittsburgh in this spot after they face off against the Georgia Tech team that, let's call it what it is, they were very lucky to survive in advance. Yeah, they, they shouldn't be playing in this game. Um, they, they weren't the better team on the court today against Florida State. They win it. Uh, this is a Georgia Tech team that's just bad. Like it, It's bad all around. I know they, they've won the last three games of the regular season, won four in a row. Don't let it fool you. Pittsburgh's offense is going to run this team out of the gym. Now, I would also look at, if you're not comfortable laying the seven, look, I would have made this number probably about eight and a half or nine, so I think you're getting a little value with the Panthers here. But this is a much better team. They're a much better defense. Uh, and, and their offense, you know, they, they shoot over 45%. I don't know how Georgia Tech defends this team. So I, I think Pitt minus the seven is the right side. But if you're feeling a little leery about laying those many points and the back door possibly being open, if you get a Pitt team total in the 75, 74, 75 to 75 and a half range, take that because they, they should get to 80 against Georgia Tech. I mean, the last time they played them, they got to 76. So uh, I don't. I have very little reservations uh, about Pittsburgh covering this number or being able to score into the high 70s in this game. And there is going to be a narrative that Georgia Tech has won five out of the last six games. Keep in mind, one of those wins came against Florida Tech as well. Florida yeah. Tech is not a Division One school, so that yeah. needs to be taken into account as well. But we always take you into account, Mark. You do absolutely amazing work over at PicksWise and always deliver great analysis like tonight. Always do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Always great to have Mark Zeno aboard. He does a great job breaking down some NFL, NBA, college basketball. The list goes on and on. And you know what? We've got some matchups for the ACC tomorrow. Let's dive into those more next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Beeson, the Sports Bank Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be because you could win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet Rivers Squares this basketball season. Place a qualifying bet and you get a square on the house. And if the numbers match up with the square with the final score, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligibility bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions are available at BetRiversSquares.com as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beats and the Sports Bank Network. I feel like I said this yesterday, but I think it's worth repeating. If you're looking for a good sport for squares, basketball is probably the best sport because unlike in football where 
if you draw like the nine, for instance, you're feeling pretty bad. Whereas if you draw the zero or the three, you feel pretty good. Every number is at play. Worst, worst sport for squares is probably soccer. If you draw a nine, well, good luck to you with your nine in soccer. Unless if you've got some ridiculous matchup where Brazil is taking on like Vatican City or something like that, which Vatican City, that's where the Pope lives, that there's like a thousand people there. So that would be a little bit of a lopsided matchup. But that said, just absolutely tremendous what we've got going on here. A big thanks to Mark Zeno for joining me in the last segment. And if you miss any picks that are made on the show by myself, any of the guests, or anything that we do on the network tonight, beaston.com slash picks for all of that as we got a little bit of a taste of the ACC in the back half of that segment. So let's continue on. We've got all the matchups set for the ACC portion of the day on Wednesday. And Wake Forest and Syracuse is a matchup that we knew that we were going to be getting. So let's start here. It is 651, 652 on the betting board. Early game of noon Eastern time, 9 o'clock a.m. Pacific. And Syracuse, who, by the way, just knocked off Wake Forest a couple days ago. They are now a two and a half to a three-point underdog with your total between 153 and a half and 154. And I am willing to take Wake Forest in the revenge spot. I did set Wake Forest as a four-point favorite. I recognize that the Demon Deacons were held to 63 points the last time these two teams played a few days ago. But with Syracuse, there just seems to be something that's up. Benny Williams played like eight minutes before he got yanked out of that last game. And for Syracuse to be able to get the job done on Saturday, they win that game rather convincingly. They looked solid in that game, but in order to be able to pull off that win by kind of 72 to 63, you needed to have 20 rebounds out of Jesse Edwards. And Jesse Edwards is one of your best shot blockers in all of college basketball. Do we legitimately think that Jesse Edwards is going to duplicate his stat line of 27 points, 20 rebounds, five steals, and two blocks? I also think he sold hot dogs at the hot dog stand during halftime as well. I don't think so. I also don't think he's going to be selling hot dogs at the hot dog stand during halftime as well. But I do take a look at the Syracuse bunch and they rank right around 250th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. And it's not been a terrific defense really other than that rise up that they had with their defense against Wake Forest where Wake Forest just couldn't throw a grape in the ocean on that day. This team has been rather dreadful with their defense as they come in having given up at least 77 points in each other last four games since that Wake Forest game and just a team that in general I've got my trust issues with because typically Jim Bayheim doesn't go deep into the bench. You've got a lot of, shall we say, uh, brouhaha's that are happening, especially in the media with Jim Bayheim just treating everyone like garbage in the media right now, which that's less than terrific. Even the biggest of Syracuse supporters have been turning against about this point. So got to be wondering how much that is lingering and how much that affects his team. And on top of that, you've got a Wake Forest team that has some good versatility as Tyree Appleby, he's been eating good in the neighborhood all season long. 16 and a half points. He's able to give you six assists. Does a good job pulling in boards. Shoots it well from three-point range. It's a Wake Forest team that when they played on Saturday, they went 10 of 39 from three. This is a bunch that they shoot more around 36, 37% from three-point range. You've got Davion Williamson, who followed his coach Steve Forbes over from East Tennessee State. Averages about eight points. He shoots nearly 40% from three-point range. Save for Damari Monsanto, only averages closer to 13 points per game. I do think that with the versatility as well of Austin Carr and Cameron Hildreth, both of these guys have some size, combining for about 11 rebounds per game. They're able to pop threes that 
and you should be able to take it to a Syracuse team that you just don't know what you're going to be able to get out of these guys. Joe Girard, Judah Mintz have been your top scorers, which Girard shooting 38% for three. Mintz is able to give you right around two steals per game, but a very, very thin rotation with Syracuse that now is in all sorts of disarray. Not a team that I want to be backing. I think that Wake Forest certainly is going to shoot better than 10 of 39 from three-point range. Got a Wake Forest team that is relatively mid-tempo. Wake Forest more in the top winner in terms of total possessions per game. So I did make my total 152. I certainly think that things are going to be higher scoring than we saw the first time around. But I do think that the fact that it is a little bit of an early tip time, it is going to be hurting with regards to the total a little bit. So I'm going to be willing to dive under, and I'm going to be willing to lay up to 3.5 with Wake Forest, currently seeing mostly 2.5 to 3 in the market. How about if we go with this game, 655-656. Another one out there in the ACC tournament, North Carolina Boston College shoe battle. Boston College, a 9.5 point underdog with your total 138.5. And you might be sitting here thinking, why is this total so low in a North Carolina game? North Carolina has actually given up 72 points or fewer in 13 of their last 16 games. Someone needs to call the papers because North Carolina has not been terrible on defense recently. And they're going up against Boston College team that is currently without their top scorer in Quentin Post. They were able to survive in advance without him against Louisville. That's because Louisville is just terrible. They won four games all season long. And quite frankly, watching a program like that fall from grace it is a little bit rough, but at the same time, I do think that North Carolina is going to be able to land base. Boston College in this spot. I said North Carolina is more of an 11.5 point favorite. Armando Baycoat should be able to have his way down low with Post being currently out of the post, who is averaging right around 5.5 rebounds per game. That means uh, you've got a Boston College team with one guy that gives you north of 4.2 rebounds per game. That would be P.J. Bickerstaff. I mean, bless him. He's trying, but that's just not necessarily a fair fight in this ordeal. Now, the one thing I will say about North Carolina is that they do not bury their threes. They're a bottom 55 team in terms of three-point shooting percentage. They shoot about 31% as a collective, but they've been able to get a little bit more of a boost out of Puff Johnson. He's been able to come in off the bench. He's been able to lend some good versatility. And for Boston College, they have not shot it well from three-point range themselves. They're barely shooting above 31% from distance as Jaden Zachary has shot over 40% from three last year. He's shooting sub 30% from three-point range this year. And with Boston College, you figured the one thing that this team was going to be able to do is play defense. And their numbers are going to rise up a little bit because they played Louisville. It's just been terrible on offense all season long. But entering into Tuesday, they were 209th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. I take what they did today as a grain of salt just because of the level of competition that they were playing against. Now they have to go up against R.J. Davis, Caleb Love, Last time these two teams played, it was a 72-64 game. North Carolina got the win. They did not get the cover out in Chapel Hill. But once again, Quentin Post was your top scorer for Boston College in that game. He's now injured. That takes a lot out of Boston College. And we have just noticed it with this Boston College team because they've already played north of 10 games without Quentin Post. They've been one of the worst power conference teams in all of college basketball without him. I think that that means a lot. In this ordeal, you've also got someone like N.R.J. Davis who's able to do a nice job of doing it out. In North Carolina, they take good care of the ball. They turn the ball over less than 11 times per game. Boston College doesn't force any seals whatsoever. Good matchup, in my opinion, for North Carolina. I'm willing to lay the number in. With this total, I set it at a 139.5. Here at 138.5, barely willing to go over. It's a Boston College team that's playing a little bit more up-tempo this year. It's outside the top 220 in terms of total possessions per game, but certainly not quite the slugs they've been in the past. 
North Carolina, a top 60 team in terms of tempo and possessions per game. So looking over, and I'm going to be taking a look at North Carolina. Let's cap off the ACC with 657-658, Virginia Tech, and NC State. All these games, by the way, being played out in Greensboro, North Carolina, with NC State nearly two and a half to a three-point favorite. Total on this game is 150, and my buy point on Virginia Tech was two and a half. Now, especially with seeing a couple threes start to populate, I am going to be willing to take the points, and I do think that this total is a little bit too lofty. With NC State, about a month ago, this was a top 80 team in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. Things have been a little bit less than savory with their defense recently, but they're going up against a Virginia Tech team that, while they're playing a little bit faster this year, they're still in the bottom 125 in terms of total possessions per game. Virginia Tech does seem to be finding a little bit of a pulse on defense as well, with Grant Basile being able to do a nice job with his versatility along Justin Mutz. Both of these guys combined to be able to give you about 33 points per contest. They do a good job hitting the glass as a collective with right around 12 boards, but NC State has Jack Clark back in the fold. He's been able to give you about seven rebounds per game. You've also got a pair of guys in Terquavian Smith along Jarkel Joyner. They both give you 17.3 points per game, but Virginia Tech, they only turn the ball over 9.9 times per game. They do a good job of being able to value the ball. Having someone like Hashan Badula at the point guard spot, I do think is going to keep Virginia Tech in it, and this team knows all about being able to make runs in the NCAA or the ACC tournament. They won this tournament last year. I think it's a few too many points. Won't we'll take anything north of two and a half with Virginia Tech. And I'm going to be taking a look at this total under. And next on the Greg Peterson experience, we've got a nice Wednesday card in college basketball. And I give you guys my DK and H to pick for it right here on Beeson, the Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.